We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we're going to get to some of your calls in a moment. Brian Koziel joining us on the Western Hotline. Usually when Brian joins us, he goes out to his back deck and we hear the birds chirping and it's a very nice golf scene. Brian, have the birds evacuated because of the earthquake? Did you feel it? I did feel it. And I instantly was like looking to see it did something run into my house. And then, you know, as we do in this day and age, then I grab my phone. Okay, did anything else happen to somebody else? And then, yeah, and we saw it was an earthquake. Yeah. 4.2 4.2 magnitude. That, that's uh, It's funny you use the exact same phrase that Joe's fiance, that someone drove into the house and felt like that. So, um, and I, An eye-opener earlier this morning. Anyway, uh, quickly, Brian, I wanted to get your thoughts on, on the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, on, on Josh Allen and how things went down there. That, that event, the evolution of this event over time, um, maybe it's just us here noticing that Josh Allen's in it, but do you feel like it's getting a little bit more high-profile? It's also competing with the Pro Bowl, and... I don't think it's it's completely meaningless that an, a premier NFL player, two of them, decide they'd rather go play the golf. It is. I think it's, you know, the message of what the Pro Bowl is, I think, you know, I mean, I know it's an alternative event, but when we all were mocking what Tyler Huntley making the Pro Bowl, I mean, uh, there, there, there were obviously other marquee players that weren't a part of Pebble Beach that also skipped the Pro Bowl or, or found a way to not have one. But, I mean, you look at you've got what? the back-to-back previous MVP and Rodgers playing in it as well, and Josh Allen. So, I mean, two of the most marketable players in the NFL are not at the Pro Bowl. So, I mean, yeah, I, you know, it's significant in terms of what it means about the game. But, the, you know, for your question, the golf event itself is definitely getting bigger, I think, because I think you have more athletes now that are playing other sports that are really taking golf up as a serious sort of thing. I mean, we've seen – Tony Romo try to make a run to play a professional events. Steph Curry try to make a run at playing professional events. Um, you know, I don't think Josh Allen is at that level quite yet, but we know he's a very good golfer, as is Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I think the access that you're starting to get with some of these guys, and of course, Bills fans love to see anything that Josh Allen does. I think it it adds a little bit to an event like this. And you're at Pebble Beach, which is about as pretty on the eyes as any sporting event is going to be. Yeah, an iconic kind of course that's the star of the show itself. And of course, the final—you still got action to finish the final round portion of it today with Justin Rose, uh, one one stroke lead, two stroke lead. I just checked. I, I was texting with Bulldog about this. He has, yeah, he's got a one stroke, one lead. stroke he's lead. Got nine holes to go. Yeah, and what he he has Justin Rose. He had a bet, right? Yep, with Rose. So he's <laughs> got to be pretty excited about that. He had didn't he? Did he tell you his John Ron story from what was that last two weeks ago or one week ago where he had Rom mm-hmm. after? Uh, the first round was already over, but he didn't know the first round was already over. Did you know about that one? <laughs> I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one, too. So, yeah, Bulldogs did pretty good with uh, 
going after his golf bag to he's, try to pick the winner. Yeah, he's been hot. Brian Kosiel, a quick golf preview. You know, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, Josh Allen played in that this weekend. He and his partner finished in second place. Brian, as we as we launch into a golf season here, you know, I'm seeing the countdown for the Masters, and we're getting closer and closer. Of course, before that, you know, we've got other events along the way. Um Coming up, the Waste Management Open, right? That, like, that's that's also become a big, big date on the calendar. It's down Super Bowl week in Arizona, same kind of deal. So, biggest storyline for you this year on the PGA Golf on, on the tour? I mean, PGA versus Live Year One in full—is that it? A little bit to you? I think. I mean, last year that obviously dominated the storylines. Um, I'm wondering if it, maybe if it settles down a little this year. Um, I think one thing that we learned is that there's always going to be another group of young players that we would say, hey, turn into like the next set of popular players. Uh, you know, whether that was Will Zalatoris, a player like that last year kind of rose up and uh, really kind of you know, gained popularity. Uh, whether maybe this year it's Max Homa, a guy that's already won twice on the tour. Um, guys with a lot of personality, guys that are really likable. I think you know, yes, there's there's star power in what left last year for sure. Uh, I think a lot of it also too um, controversy always is something that people like to follow. Uh, I think it'll maybe die down a little bit in the sense that the PGA Tour I think took care of business with these elevated events. Like next week, you man you mentioned the Waste Management Open next week in Phoenix. That's one of those elevated events. You're going to get monster names playing. So I think you're going to have some of these events here. And I think they've got about 15 to 17 of them, I think, is what they labeled as, quote, elevated events where they've increased the purse to try to compensate. You know, one of the pieces, of course, that they players were complaining about is, hey, look at what live players are going to make, the guaranteed pot, so the PGA Tour reactive to try to do this. So you're, I think you're going to see um, some of these elevated events be a little bit more feel like they're major-like in terms of the, of the field itself. You're going to see basically every big name that's still on the PGA Tour playing in these events you'll see it this week um so i think that was the reaction now here's what you might get you could get something you're going to get some of these other events in between where maybe you would have you know a handful of those quote bigger names playing that maybe don't because they're scheduled to play in all these elevated events so i don't know how that will play out itself um but i think overall i mean mcelroy still playing as well as anybody in the world we know he was the voice of the PGA Tour last year. I'm wondering how much that carries through. Even just when he was playing an event uh, last week in Dubai, or two weeks ago in Dubai, him and Patrick Reed kind of had a little brush-up over uh, on, on the driving range area. So there's still some of those live storylines, I think, strailing around that those will kind of pick up here or there. But we really haven't seen it, and we saw it at the Open Championship. But I think now for the first time this year, you know, the Masters will take headlines with you've got the live players, coming over if they're eligible they're invited so we'll have some of those storylines coming in but as the year goes on remember all these live players will not be accumulating any sort of world ranking points they're essentially saying this tour is doesn't you know doesn't validate any world ranking points so as the year goes on these guys are going to be dropping in the rankings and their opportunity to play in the majors unless they've won a major recently or their ranking is just super high in the world it's going to go away. So over the course of maybe the next year or two, unless rules change, all these live players, you know, unless they've won a major before, they're probably going to find themselves on the outside looking in for these big major events. And Liv took Liv took some star power. I'm wondering. They did take, like, all of the jerks. The jerks. It's but not like, that, it's there not, were some names the, they took. The, 
There's a couple. Like I, Cam Smith is like the number one guy for me that I'm Smith, but like Kapka and DeChambeau are guys that like the casual golf fan sure. like has heard of, right? Sure, sure. And I'm wondering, Brian, like if the PGA this year that'll just naturally replace itself, replenish itself. Like if Rom, if Rom wins four or five times and wins a major, you know, like. I don't know. Maybe he's already as big a name as Bryson DeChambeau or Brooks Kepka, but like Cantley and Homa, and I'm just wondering if it'll be kind of a natural thing where those guys left, they'll kind of get forgotten about, and other you know top level top golfers in the world will start to kind of you know gain that star power that the other guys are maybe just kind of giving up on. I think you're right. I think once we you know you start to learn more about these guys. I mean, like look at. I'll, Keith Mitchell is a player nobody nobody really knows about. He's a bottom three quarters of the way down the you know the, the rankings in terms of the PGA Tour players. He played with Josh Allen this week. They mic'd him up yesterday for a hole, and you start to get guys that are willing to open up a little bit more. I think they see the value in marketing themselves, um, and I, I think that popularity. Max Homa is as good as anybody in terms of a, a golf follow on social media. He's starting to become a popular player. So I think I think you're right. I think. Over the course of the year, we're going to start to learn more about these players. I think Zalatoris was a great example of that last year, a guy that came on the scene that we're like, hey, who's this guy? And all of a sudden, you know, he's super popular, very likable. Guys want to watch him just as much as some of these other big names. So uh, I think I think it only takes an opportunity to be on a big stage once or twice, and then I think, you know, they're going to gain popularity. Now, somebody like Kepka, you know, he's got a really impressive resume for majors. Dustin Johnson's got a really impressive resume with his majors. Um, but I think because of the fact that um, there's opportunities now with these guys gone for others to fill the spotlight, I think over a matter of maybe the next year or two, I think we'll have plenty of what we say, quote, you know, rising stars to kind of fill the void. Brian Koziel. Thanks, Brian. We'll talk again quite soon, I'm sure. Sounds and, great. Thanks, guys. And enjoy the week off. I mean, the Sabres are back to it on Saturday. You'll be back on post game and all that. But uh, you got a nice little bye week here. Yes, the uh, the bye week for the Sabers this week. Yeah, they've been playing great. I uh, I've, there's a lot of me there during January when they were playing so well. They were playing those four and six nights. Like usually, those are nights. Those are tough to work all those games. Like I felt like the how well they were playing. Like I was ready. I was yeah, like, let's go another game tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll be looking forward to the game on Saturday. All right, thanks, Brian. Okay, guys, thanks, Brian Koziel on the Western Hotline. Quick little you know golf update preview. And uh, the Sabres back to it on Saturday. Let's get a call in here. Lynn in Amherst to talk about a previous earthquake. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. Well, I I lived in Tonawanda in 95. I felt that one. We had one in 2010. I was working for the United States Census in an office in on the boulevard in Rob, East Robinson. We didn't feel it in there, but my boss felt it sitting in the parking lot in his car. And my son called me then from home. He was upstairs. And right before it happened then, the cats came up looking like totally freaked out. I definitely heard this one. It was like, I thought it was like, where is it? It sounded like a train. It rumbled yeah. and the house shook. My son and the dog in the next room are still snoring. <laughs> but, <laughs> there you go. But, uh, what was the epicenter? Uh, it, They're saying West Seneca. Yeah, West Seneca. And the latest update is it's 3.8 on the West Richter scale. West Seneca is an epicenter? I guess so. That's, That's weird. Yeah. Take care, guys. Thanks, Lynn. Yeah, U.S. Geological Survey measures the earthquake 3.8 magnitude centered in West Seneca. All right. We'll wow. get you anything we can on this along the way. But, yeah, I mean, 
a lot of people, if you were awake, I think if you were awake, you felt it in this area. Uh, Erica Brecker's tweeted out a, a map, actually retweeted from Taylor Epps, weekend anchor at WKBW, that basically shows the community interest, community internet intensity map, mm-hmm. which tracks where people are reporting that they felt it. Like you said, Mark Polencar said from Niagara Falls to Orchard, Orchard Park. Park. Yep. And yeah, I mean, West Seneca, it, it looks like an earthquake just kind of like hit Buffalo again, 3.8. So good thing it wasn't seven. You know, like, I mean, obviously yeah. that goes without saying. And you showed me a video. So obviously earthquake is an international story today because of the earthquake that's over in, in Turkey in that area. The video you showed me is of what? 30 seconds to 45 seconds of the earth shaking yeah how long was it here four seconds three yeah couple couple so the idea that it starts and keeps going and gets stronger and you know it lasts for that long anybody that's lived through one of those it's got to be terrifying for like a real a a big one (laughs) and like again you saw my reaction for like two seconds i'm like whoa and that was only for two seconds yeah a minute of that, like, I can't yeah, even I, imagine. Right. Living in this part of the country, my entire life's experience with earthquakes would be the 1989 earthquake in San Francisco during the World Series. Yeah, right. That's, to me, watching that and watching movies or shows and documentaries about that, or I feel like, <laughs> as a 90s kid, Joe, so I, watching sitcoms, ev- mm. not every show, but a lot of shows would have had an earthquake episode. Or it feels like earthquakes were much more part of uh-huh. I don't know, regular sitcom. Sh- if, if the family lived in California, there was going to be an episode where they had an earthquake. Whatever that show might have been. I feel like there's a Full House episode with an earthquake. There has to be. I'm going to look up that. I think, there's, I think Full House is a, good, is a good shout for that, I think. I mean, it's in San Francisco. Yeah, there's an episode called Aftershocks. Okay. Yep. There was an episode. So like, that was like a normal thing. Yeah. For shows to have. That's my entire experience with it is just hey, watching it on TV. Watch on TV like your plates fall off of shelves and Yeah. Or it's sorry, spoiler, Superman, the first one where the earth opens up and Lois <laughs> Lane drives her car. You know, it gets swallowed and she almost gets buried in loose soil. I like guess right. I'm not trying to make light of, you know, what happens. Like obviously it can be a, a cata- whatever, a catastrophic event with thousands dying and you know, you know the scale is obviously such a big difference if it's something that's just a little rumble. I mean, does that break? Are we going to get reports of water main breaks? Was it like are people's walls going to be cracked? Even yeah. like, it doesn't have to be buildings collapse, but there could be damage. Yeah, there could definitely be damage as a result, especially you know centered so West Seneca. We got Jacob in West Seneca. Jacob, you probably didn't wake up this morning thinking you were going to be talking to us about an earthquake, but here we are. No, definitely not. Um Funny thing is, I was up, I was awake, I was getting ready for work upstairs in my house, and just the whole house shook, and it was crazy. Um, and learning that the epicenter is in West Seneca makes sense. I legitimately thought I was in the shower. I legitimately thought that a car had hit my house, hmm. and like that is how much it shook. It was pretty insane, intense. Wow. That seems to be thanks, Jacob. That seems to be the the go to yeah. comparison. The, a, car a car hit the house. Yeah. Eight oh three oh five fifty. You want to share, uh, you know, your your earthquake experience with us? We'll take it, and we'll, you know, see what other information we can get you along the way. The uh, Buffalo earthquake of two thousand twenty three six fifteen this morning officially initially were reported as a four point two um, down to a three point eight according to as you mentioned the U.S. Geological. Uh, survey. So USGS goes with uh, 
3.8, which would be, would be the biggest in Buffalo, I think, still by, I mean, 3.0 we had as the, yeah. the number one. Yeah. So still by, a, a, what did you say, 10 times per, per, isn't that how the Richter scale works? I'm going to have to read about the Richter scale on the break. Because that, that almost seems unfathomable that, like, if it's 10 times per, like, again, I'm tr- I'm trying to compare this to, like, what are the people of Turkey yeah. going through right now? That 7.8 is literally double. So here it but is. But it's more than double, I think, by the Richter scale. Uh, the difference between when there's 0.1 is 100%. It is twice as big. Sorry, not 100 times, not 10 times. Every, well, but, uh, twice as big every, every point. one is twice as big, is what this says. A 7.2 earthquake, the amplitude of the wave is 100% more than a 7.1. So every point one is 100 times stronger. 100 times stronger. Sorry. Wait, 100%. No. Sorry, 100%. 100%, 100% yeah, yes. 100% times. Yeah. Every, every point one is yeah. twice as big. Okay. I hope I have that right. There's a, ge- there's a geologist listening who's just like, <laughs> he's shaking his how head. How did these guys get on the radio? <laughs> 8030550. We're all, you know, we're shaking up. What can I say? 8030550 if you want to be a part of the show. Uh, Chris Trapasso, Paul Hamilton, John Mattis, some hockey, some football, some earthquakes, all here on WGR. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.